my monster condom. This is my magnum dom. My monster condom that I use for my magnum dom. Welcome to This Guy Sucks with Chuck Bass. I'm Chuck Bass. It's not unusual to be magnum dom. It's not unusual to have monster condoms. But when I see... My magnum dom. I must have dropped my monster condom. And today, guys, I got a little pep in my step, a little glide in my stride, a little cock in my walk, a little nut in uh, their butt, a little naproxen and Sudafed in my system because I've been sick for about two fucking weeks now and I can't shake it, but that's okay. Uh, apparently, they advise you not to drink on any of that stuff, but. They also say that Pepsi is bad for you, so I don't really know what to believe with all the lies. But it is that magical time of the year where, uh, you know, people come to your house and they offer you gifts based upon how well your fantasy football season has been going. Are you worth it? Do you deserve it? And I am on a real spiritual high right now, as you guys can probably tell. I'm kicking it in about five to six finals coming up, trying to ride the wave before I inevitably crash onto the rocky shores of the beach. I'll spare you all the details because people typically care about as much about someone else's fantasy team as they do people's opinions on fucking Planned Parenthood or fracking. Um, And so we don't have to go down that route because I know that's not why you're here. However, this week, while I am feeling a little bit joyful, it was definitely not without some tragedy, some loss, some douchebaggery, typical of an NFL season. So let's let the hate out a little bit. As we um, try and stumble our way through what will be the penultimate episode of the This Guy Sucks season. But I'm definitely going to um, start toying around with some new content for the upcoming year, some off-season stuff. Uh, so I'll talk more about that at the end of the show. But today we're going to touch a little bit on the diddlers. People who caressed us and touched us, uh, not the way you want to be caressed and touched, but more of a Weinstein way. And if there's anybody that understands that level that level of depravity and getting weird, it's Frank Reynolds, the warthog himself. He'll be our guide today as we attend some orgies, float around with some rum hams, and pay the troll toll. What is the password? Orgy. You may enter. All right, let's get to our first award, the Waitress Award. It's Waitress who Charlie's in love with. And uh, I banged her. Charlie got really upset when I banged the waitress. Uh, But it was a lot of fun. She was a nice piece of ass. What is this weird fucking obsession that Doug Peterson has with giving these beautiful backs gorgeous sexual opportunities and then never letting them finish? It's killing me. We just went seven weeks without Travis Etienne even sniffing the end zone's panties, and I'm getting pretty tired of it. That's fine in September when the season is like a young calf, but we're in full old bull territory right now, and we need all the points that we can get. Cam Akers is up here running in touchdown after touchdown with fucking Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Oh, and he didn't know the playbook. You guys ever heard that one before? Uh, but the supposedly hot Jaguars offense can't spread the love around. I don't know. It's that kind of stuff that drives me nuts. Um, it seems to me like they're pumping up Trevor Lawrence more than is necessary because they, he's pre- basically too big to fail at this point. If a tall, accurate, a feminine white guy from a dominant Power 5 program busts, uh, the whole system busts. 
And the problem with all that busting is that it's costing me my nut in a time when I need it the most. The Strip Club Award. Calm down. Thanks for coming to Frank's Little Beauties. I want to thank you all for participating. I know some of you may have heard about that other guy. I am not going to diddle your kids. I'm not like that. That's not my thing. I met that guy in a titty bar. That's enough. That's like a... That's enough. Hi there. What in the fake tittied fuck is going on with this Ravens team? Man, they've just been killing me all year. J.K. Dobbins runs for 250 yards combined against pretty good Steelers and Browns front sevens but he's barely able to scrap up 60 yards against the Falcons front seven, which is one of the worst in the league. This is what doesn't make any sense. I'm just getting out on this whole matchup thing. Um, What's the point of rushing this guy back from injury if you're just going to cut off his foreskin during the christening ceremony? I mean, they've been laying pipe all up and down the eastern seaboard, but there's just absolutely no chance the chastity belt comes on for this fucking Falcons team. Oh, God. And it just feels like every time I do this podcast, it's a different person in the Ravens organization from the top brass to the quarterback to the coordinator to the wide receivers, tight ends. I'm always talking about somebody on here, um, which means they're probably the sneaky candidate for the most shenanigans heavy um, roster fuckers of the entire year. And I don't know where the buck stops there. The Baby Monitor Award. A lot of people are bugging their babies these days. I guess babies can't be trusted. What exactly is it you're expecting to find here? A lot of shady shit. Like what? Like maybe Bruce is banging dudes. Why would that be shady? Maybe the dudes are babies. What? Bruce is not banging any baby dudes. Oh, Tua Tagalov. Tua Tag... This fucking guy. Look, there's so much negligence involved in this Dolphins quarterback situation that it might warrant a six-month investigation from the SEC, followed by like a $45 fine. Um, Imagine seeing your quarterback score eight points on the first drive in a matchup where you need probably 30, and then he gets three points from the remainder of the fucking game. I don't want to hear anything about concussions, play calling, Packers defense, none of it. Anybody who's watched this Dolphins team for the entirety of the year knows that Mike McDonald, Mike Mike McDaniels really did build the East Coast 49ers, uh, which is to say they put together a ridiculously talented roster with a bumbling, fumbling paper bag bitch at quarterback. He uh, He's just so painful to watch. It's like the NFL version of buying a $10,000 Tom Ford suit to go with cement shoes. The hit percentage on these powerhouse big five programs are so low because these guys face zero adversity from the time they step on campus. Uh, the Dolphins are on track to finish with the same record or worse as last year, and that was when they were starting Miles Gaskin and Devontae Parker. Uh, the only constant is the quarterback, and he's constantly undercooking my grits. The Diddler Award. Yeah, man. We got to definitely write a song about how we, we do not diddle kids. Do not diddle kids. It's no good diddling kids. There is no quicker way for people to think that you are diddling kids than by writing a song about it. You got to write a song. It's just a, ooh, I wouldn't do it with anybody younger than my daughter. No little kids got to be big. Older than my wife. My daughter. Something like that. Don't write a song about that. No. Look, I believe in karma and justice and sealing your own destiny about as much as any 30-year-old white male that was raised non-denominationally Christian can. Uh, But even I thought there's no way this Browns defense would come away from this outdoor bomb cyclone against the Saints with no sacks, one tackle for loss, and no forced fumbles. You've got Andy Dalton competing for real, 
and this is the best you have to offer? It's unbelievable. I mean, the Deshaun Watson divergence really did dick Cleveland season up and down. His presence has ruined Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper, David Njoku, Donovan Peoples-Jones. They're all playing neutered. Uh, However, I can understand the NFL gods smiting them, I suppose, but the defense is a different story. The Saints team without their best player in Chris Olave uh, that actually featured Taysom Hill for large portions of the game, which I get you want to do if Andy Dalton is your starting quarterback, but guess what? Neither one of them fucking mattered. They all kind of did whatever they wanted in the second half. Uh, So at this point, it's pretty evident that the people who consent to work with Deshaun Watson are not immune to his diddling abilities. The Whore Wife Award. You tell her she's a goddamn whore. Oh, oh, excuse me. Oh, did you bang my wife? Huh? Did you bang my whore wife? Does anybody here have any illegitimate children with my whore wife that I should know about? Listeners of the show will understand that for me personally, having to give Mike Evans or Tampa Bay Buccaneer this award is the equivalent of taking a hot shower, drying off, shaving your face, going downstairs, turning on the broiler, shoving your dick inside, and slamming the door shut. I don't really know what is going on, Um, but I have some ideas. Uh, Evans, always been a higher yards per target guy, but Brady just does not want to sit in the pocket. So he's getting rid of the ball before the play can even develop, which basically takes somebody like Mike Evans completely out of the play. He's never been a breakaway guy. So it's like 30% Brady's fault, 30% the offensive line being decimated, and 40% the coaching staff being composed of nothing but whore wives. The targets have been steady, but they're just using him like a decoy rather than a dominant player, which is not what you do with somebody who's still in the prime of their career. I mean, prior to this year alone, Evans had not gone more than two games without a touchdown since week 13 of 2019. So that's over two full seasons. Uh, This season, he's gone 12 consecutive games without (coughs) a touchdown. And I'm just left wondering how many more times I'm going to feel this way. The Trash Man Award. Frank, what the hell are you doing, man? That's my character. I'm the Trash Man. I come out. I throw trash all over all over the ring, and then I start eating garbage, and then I pick up the trash can and I smash the guy on the head. Oh, that's gonna be a disaster! No, no, nobody's gonna get hurt. I'm telling you, it's like you said, it's all fake. But it has nothing to do with the troops, Frank. A 60-year-old man eating trash—who wants to see that? No, but that's what people want. Ooh, I'm not going to disparage the lions in any meaningful way. Um, just because they've been lovely and a constant source of entertainment. But uh, I need some content here. (sighs) The way that they distribute the ball has been absolutely fucking brutal lately. Amon Ross St. Brown, who has had multiple blazing hot stretches this year, he's finished as the wide receiver 32, 27, and 27 in the last three weeks, which are the most important parts of the season. So, And this is happening literally as Detroit is competing for a playoff spot. I know that sometimes these young teams, you know, they – Part of growing as an offense is you learn when and why you're supposed to lean on your superstars. And this team has just not even cracked the nut on that at remotely even close. Crack the nut. Uh, DeAndre Swift, you know, that's the same story. You know, he's one of the most lethal pass-catching backs in the game, but they only scheme him up once or twice a game. And the rest of his targets come from emergency dump-offs, which is what happens when you have a quarterback like Jared Goff. Shane Zostra, I guess 
their tight end. He had three times as many points in this last game as he has had the rest of his career combined. And they still lost by 10, so it's not like this is a winning recipe. Um, They've got some tinkering to do in the offseason, which is concerning because they're probably going to lose the guy that's responsible for most of the success on offense, offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. Uh, He's likely gone, and that means we get another year of Jared Goff trying to learn how to unhook a bra for 17 games. The Mashing It Award. I'm sorry. What is happening here? I haven't any idea, honestly. I'm giving Frank a handy under the table. That is true. Look, Snail. Back off, because you're just mashing it now. Co-winners in the house. Look, we'll have a referendum on the hiring and firing of Nathaniel Hackett in the offseason when I fly to wherever he lives and interview him at the KFC across the street of his house that you can actually see out of his front window. Uh, He was an awful hire, and listeners of this podcast will know that because I've brought up the Broncos, I think, in every single episode, and Russell Wilson has made for some of the most entertaining dickdowns of the entire season. But this is nothing new in the NFL. It's what happens when you you hire an offensive mastermind that is okay with Russell doing whatever the fuck he wants and won't just tell him to shut the fuck up and hand the ball off. It's an offense that can still fly. They still have a ton of talent. They're going to have Javante Williams back. They just need a trained pilot in there, not some Amelia Earhart. However, this is a two-part award. And the more exciting half of this award is for Josh Daniels. Hey, Frank, I'm giving this guy a handy under the table. Are you jealous? She's mashing it. She does that. I'm very aroused. Very good. He's done it once again, showing that he has about as much business being a head coach as Black Widow does having her own standalone Marvel movie. Look, I'm not against coaches being given a second chance, but you have to evaluate everything that goes into making them a successful candidate in the first place and figure out Who's the reason for that success? It's not like in the it's not like the pieces in Las Vegas weren't successful before McDaniel's arrived. Carr, Adams, Jacobs, they were all great. This was a playoff team last year that got better on paper, uh, but they can't drop a play that doesn't involve luck or some defensive mind lapse or throwing up a prayer to Devontae Adams in double coverage. Uh, and frankly, the presence of McDaniel's has felt more like watching a ventriloquist dummy that's been getting sexually assaulted. He's solely responsible for the murder of at least 25% of the fantasy teams that were still around in the playoffs. They just need to bring in a Doug Peterson type and let this team breathe a little bit next year. The what are you doing here award. What are you two dickheads doing here? What are you doing here? What do you mean? I'm here for the scraps. Frank, I haven't had a chance to get in there yet, okay? so just What do you mean? What's taking you so long? Wait, 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 wait. What, you have a system where you come in after Mac? That's right. I come in after Mac, but he's taking, like, forever this time. I got my Magnum condoms. I got my Wada hundreds. I'm ready to plow. Why is it that all the bird teams are trying to make me pay the troll toll in late December? Eagles out here starting Gardner Minshew, Ravens with Tyler Huntley, Cardinals starting Trace McSorley. I truly thought these teams understood that there was an ecosystem here, but nope. No more thirds for these birds seconds from now on. Uh, you couldn't ask for a worse time to drop your monster condoms. The Not Like Other Guys Award. I imagine stuff like that goes on all the time. <laughs> I mean, I don't give a shit. I was dead. You bang me all you want. Who cares? 
dead bodies like a piece of trash. I mean, shove as much shit in there as you want. I don't know how. I don't know how it is. Fill me up with cream. Turn me into a on, you idiot. Make a stew of it. What's the big deal? Oh, shit. Is my mic on? Oh, God. Sorry, 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 sorry. That was some mistake. The, the janitor got a hold of the PA system, a Puerto Rican guy. I was so hot and heavy with Zay Jones leading into this week. The love was flowing. Pants were down. Belts on the ground. Socks still on, though. Uh, but he's done so much to get a lot of us that were invested in him to where we are. But 1.6 points as the third priority in coverage was a bottle of champagne shoved right up into my ass. I still believe there's glory left in him. He's part of an elite group of guys that have three top 10 finishes in the last month. A road tilt against Houston this week should be his last chance to not be remembered by me as some asshole with three receptions in the final two games of the season. I want to remember him for who he is, a man of class, taste, and civility. The Rumham Award. Right, this is a nice spot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what's that? You were supposed to get booze. Oh, this is ham soaked in rum. It is loaded with booze. God damn it, Frank. Eating your drinks? That is genius. All right, we're going to do a quick shout out here before we wrap things up to some of the playoff MVPs before they inevitably make it on the show next week in a way that you often only like to see on the dark web, if you guys are into that kind of thing. Uh, First off, T. Higgins. Absolute moneymaker. As defenses start keying in on stopping Jamar Chase, um, he's stepping up to the plate pretty big. It's been an up-and-down ride with him this year, but I would share a needle with him any day. Saquon Barkley. Run him! The one who almost got away. Like any awful romantic comedy, we've had to watch the Giants come of age this season, and i got to say they've done it pretty quickly. I've been impressed. They've made it on here a couple times, some good, some bad. Um, but they've figured out when and how to get their best player involved and to do so without obviously telegraphing it. So I appreciate the people in that building who have been listening and especially the ones that have not filed a cease and desist letter yet. Deonta Foreman. Run him! His rampage has continued with another game of 20-plus points and 20-plus touches. This last week was supposed to be a brutal Run defense in the Lions, it didn't matter. The team as a whole put up like 300 yards. Uh, like I said earlier in this podcast, I'm pretty sure I'm out on matchups for a little while. Um, I don't know how much more I can justify this kind of shit. I mean, you just have to look at what they've been doing lately and if they were or weren't successful. And outside of being talented, that's probably the most important thing. Um, I mean, they had a beautiful game script. They were up by three touchdowns early. But I mean, this is the kind of shit that you just can't overthink. You know, and I'm appreciative for it. Tyler Algier. Run him! Sometimes a coach's inability to do anything other than go down with their own ship can be used to your advantage, and this was one of them. The Falcons love running the ball more than liberals and conservatives love blaming each other for a problem that is clearly China's fault. Uh, Down by multiple touchdowns well into the second half, Arthur Smith continued to pound the rock with Tyler Uh, to a pretty respectable success, nothing crazy. They even threw five passes his way, uh, which, you know, for all the Cordero Patterson stock I still own, that's tough to see, especially around the Christmas time. Um, But back-to-back top 12 performances for Algier is something I'm thankful for. The Atlanta rookie's coming on at the right time, and I am grateful for it. 
Arnold Palmer alert. Arnold Palmer alert. Who wants some Arnie Palmies? <laughs> Sweetie, this one is the vodka right here. All right, wet nips, that will do it for today. I want to thank everybody who's been with me for what was a pretty successful second season. Uh, we gained roughly 10 to 15% more listenership as each episode came out, um, and we have absolutely zero copyright claims against us that I know of. So we're coming up pretty hot. I'm going to try and bunker down here in the next week and toy around with some ideas of some things to do in the future, potentially some live streams, some listener engagement stuff. So keep a lookout on that on Twitter because I'd love to bring on as many people with me and just sort of, you know, explore different avenues. So keep your heads up there. Good luck to anybody in their finals this weekend. I don't really feel like giving out any advice since I'm already about to tie my own teams to the train tracks. I don't really feel like dragging your souls down with me either, but I'm rooting for you. So you got this. Just trust your gut. Go with your best players and enjoy the last day of meaningful sports for a while. Cheers. I dropped my monster, my monster condoms. I used my condoms for my Magnum Dom. I dropped my monster, my monster condoms. I used my condoms for my Magnum Dom. My Anaconda don't, my Anaconda don't want none unless you got Magnum Dom. Boy, Toy named Toy used to live in Detroit. I came in like a Magnum Dom. I never hit so hard in love. Magnum Dom. Magnum Dom. My monster condoms.